Hello, welcome back to the Wellbeing Nutritionist podcast. I'm Sarah and I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you're a regular listener, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, then again, welcome and thank you so much for finding us. So today I wanted to talk about something that is relevant and that's about Christmas and how do we manage ourselves over Christmas? How do we manage our activity? How do we manage our weight? How do we manage our stress levels and our health over Christmas too? It's really cool today, isn't it? I was absolutely freezing or I feel absolutely freezing today. Um, I don't know if I was starting to come down with something this week, but I wasn't feeling 100% and just a bit off. It didn't last that long, thank goodness. But um, yeah, it just shows the importance of kind of looking after ourselves and making sure that we are eating properly, we are moving our bodies properly and we are resting enough as well. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today and hopefully it will give you a bit of confidence going ahead for the next few weeks over Christmas and into the new year. Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Nutritionist podcast brought to you by me, Sarah Weaver, registered nutritionist with a passion for all things to do with how psychology and mindset affect all things related to eating and wellness. how I'm going to manage myself over Christmas. I always say to people, let's just look at this from an outside point of view. So let's, instead of thinking about what's kind of what might happen, let's look at it from an outsider's point of view. So Christmas can be a time of temptation, of hopefully relaxation, but then at the same time, it can be stressful and emotional and full on as well. So when it comes down to food, if there are a lot of temptations um, surrounding you or out there, if there are a lot of temptations out there to eat, there's temptation out there maybe to drink alcohol, there's temptation out there to maybe eat the high calorie dense food. And we're also experiencing a lot of stress. We're also experiencing a lot of emotion. So we can be triggered to eat more or it can trigger our emotional eating, our comfort eating, our binge eating. And it can also make us think slightly differently, especially if we aren't in our regular routines as well. So if we're not in our regular routine of being at work, we may be spending more time at home, we've maybe got guests around, we may be eating at different times. It can become a little bit harder to manage. So what we need to make sure is that we're staying consistent with our healthy changes, our healthy lifestyle changes. But we're also having that level of compassion as well that we need in order to go forward, especially through these times that are slightly different. So I'm going to go through some strategies that you can use in order to keep on track over the Christmas period. So number one, and this is really, really important, and this is something that I kind of talk about a lot with people, and this is to manage your stress. So thinking about maybe 
as we've mentioned, looking at things from the outside point of view. So sometimes we can stress about things that maybe aren't that important over Christmas. So for example, we might stress that we haven't got the correct table settings or we haven't got the correct crackers on the table or the decoration or we haven't got the right wrapping paper or so-and-so said they were going to come to the dinner, but now they're not going to come. And we can get stressed out about these things. But when we think about it from the bigger picture actually do these things really matter and what does Christmas mean to you so what does Christmas really mean to you does Christmas mean to you having the right table set in does it mean knowing exactly who's going to be attending and who isn't or does Christmas mean something deeper to you and certainly for me Christmas means a lot more than having the correct table set in so yeah just thinking about that and I suppose sometimes we can get quite hung up on things or our minds and our brains can start going crazy on things that aren't really that important. For me, it would be more important that we were all together and everyone was healthy, everyone was well, everyone was having a nice time and just sharing that that love and that sharing that space with the people that you truly love. So if you do feel kind of stressed over Christmas then what strategies have you got in place to manage that stress so have you got something that you can do in order to manage your own stress so I know it can be a busy time so have you got you know some time out can you go and have a bath on your own for even just if it's like for half an hour or something is there something that you can really do to kind of just wind down that little bit Because what can happen when we're quite stressed as well is that our cortisol levels in our blood raise, which can actually lead to more water retention, which is really interesting, isn't it? And that can actually make us heavier on the scale. So if you're someone that's actually weighing yourself all of the time and you weigh yourself when you're stressed, then we will probably be slightly heavier due to more water retention. But also stress uh, and you might stress about, you know, you're not seeing the right number on the scale. So I always speak to people about this and say, well, actually, maybe it's not a good time to be weighing yourself, especially if you're feeling really stressed, because what's only going to happen there is that's going to lead to more anxiety because the weight's not going in the direction that you want it to go. You might feel more stressed. It might cause emotional eating. It might cause binge eating. It might cause feelings of guilt. Potentially, it might cause self-sabotaging behaviours. So we need to really stress here now, Mm, yeah, mind the pun, that we need to have ways to manage our stress. We still need to relax over these times. Is it just sitting down in front of the TV when maybe the children have gone to bed or whenever you can and just kind of not having something to do because we can be on the go all of the time over Christmas. We've got this to do, we've got that to do, we've got this to do, we've got that to do. And it's just really thinking about prioritizing you and thinking, well, how am I actually feeling today? Do I need to de-stress? Do I need to just sit down and chill out? Do I need some time out on my own? So usually what I would say to people is meditation is one of the things that I do to manage my stress, to manage my anxiety. Meditation is my go-to, but I know meditation isn't for everyone. 
if you are interested in starting to do some meditations, then the guided meditations that you can get, they're all over the internet. Um, guided meditation, you can get them on some of the apps out there as well, are really, really good for beginners just to talk you through uh, even if five, 10 minutes of a meditation. It's really, really useful and it's something that I would advise people to do. The other thing that can do to help our stress but the other thing that I would advise so number two on this list would be being active and getting out for a walk or getting outside at some point in the day on most days or every day if you can so getting out in the sunshine and doing some sort of activity every day and can you link that activity in with maybe how you're being socially so can you meet up with friends and go for a walk rather than going to a cafe can you all of the family go out for a walk and make it an activity or go to the park or do something that's um going to get your body moving uh play games that are you know, active games rather than, you know, puzzles or board games, which aren't quite as active. I mean, you can do those as well. And those are really, really good for just kind of chilling out and enjoying ourselves, but trying to be active at least once per day. The third thing which I would say is thinking about the little extras and the treats that you've got around the house at Christmas time is something that we all just need to have at the back of our minds and be more aware of because it's one of those times where treats are everywhere aren't they so people will bring us you know a box of sweets or they'll bring us um home cooked food and cake and things like that we've got our mince pies there's all sorts of things that are around at Christmas aren't there so thinking about those little extras or those little trips to the fridge that you do just to see what's in there for the Christmas snacks all of these extras add up it's not just you know or it isn't actually the Christmas meal on Christmas Day that is often what causes people weight gain it's the extras that go around that So if we're thinking about trying to reinforce healthy behavior rather than the unhealthy behavior, not having those snacks, you know, within close range to where you are, not making them too easy to get hold of. So if you've got a box of sweets, which is sitting out on the table or next to you where you sit down um, or they're visible all of the time when you walk past it, you can just grab a sweetie and off you go. Then that's going to make that behavior really easy to do. And you're probably going to eat a lot more than what you probably wanted to. So it's okay to enjoy these, but being more aware of it. So some people like to just put them away in the cupboard so they're out of sight. And if you want one, you have to physically get up and go to the cupboard and get that. So then what we're doing is we're being more mindful and we're more aware because we're actually walking to to the cupboard or wherever we need to go and we've got time to think about actually is this what I want to be doing right now yes or no if it is fair enough have the chocolate if it's not because I know that actually I'm just eating in response to emotion or I'm not going to feel great after I've had this then we can stop ourselves and say actually no I'm not going to go there because I'm not going to feel good afterwards so it's putting ourselves first and really thinking well how am I going to feel during this how am I going to feel after and what's going to be the best for me in this moment so thinking about what snacks you've got there and these little snacks add up 
as well as the third thing which I'm going to talk about is the alcohol. Now, if you drink alcohol, um, then just be aware that alcohol is really high in sugars, calories, and it can often be a depressant as well. So that means that alcohol can make us feel better in the moment. But the more alcohol we drink and the more over time, the more alcohol that we drink, it can make us actually feel worse. And that's sometimes why the day after you've been drinking, not only you might feel ill, you probably feel quite down as well because it's a depressant. It makes us feel depressed. It lowers our mood. So in the moment, you might feel better, you might feel great, but afterwards, it, it you don't. So that can lead to other unhealthy behaviours as well. Again, it might be the emotional eating, it might just be lack of motivation to do anything. So not only is it extra calories, it's also going to be detrimental to, you know, putting yourself first and making those choices that are going to be best for you. So, yeah, it's up to you whether or not you drink alcohol or not over over Christmas or you drink alcohol or not at all. And, you know, I am this big advocate for people making the choice that's right for them. So pro-choice, really. I think that it should be our own choice as to what we do within our, our choices in life. So me, myself, I gave up drinking alcohol over three years ago. It was in 2019. And I'm not saying that I'm never going to drink alcohol again, but the fact that I did and I've done that, I wasn't drinking a lot and I'm not someone that kind of socially drinks. I'm just someone that would maybe have a drink at a party or on an occasion. Uh, but yeah, I just completely have given it up to altogether since 2019. So that's something that I will talk more about if you want to talk about that and my relationship with alcohol plus how I kind of given it up and why then I'll record that in another podcast for another time. Fourth thing that I will mention is thinking about your portion size or particularly when we have this buffet, this communal style eating where you kind of fill your plate with the things that you want. A lot of people ask about how they can manage that and how they can manage being at a buffet. So what I usually say to people is, first of all, look at the buffet, go around and have a look at what's there or what's on what's on offer for you to choose from and then decide what it is that you're going to have and fill your plate at that point with all of the things that you want, but then don't go back again. So make sure that you mindfully assess the things that you do want before you even start to fill your plate and then fill your plate with everything that you want and don't go back. So the idea of this is you're probably not going to be piling your plate far too full unless it's kind of like piled up on top of each other, which most people probably don't do because it's going to fall off or something. Um, But yeah, so the idea of this is you're having everything that you want then, you don't need to go back for more. What happens when we go back for more is then we don't realize actually how much we've had. So we'll just keep going back for more, keep going back for more, keep going back for more. Then we don't realize actually the quantity uh, of what we've eaten by doing that. Once that food has started to settle, we think, oh, I could do with more, go back for more, go back for more. And before you know it, you've eaten a hell of a lot more than what you would have if you would have just filled the plate to begin with. So yeah, fill your plate to begin with with the stuff that you really do want to eat. 
and don't think too much about it and then just don't go back again. With the portion sizes, if it's yourself that's serving, then, you know, that's great. So you can decide how much you are putting onto the plate for yourself. If someone else is serving up, which happens in a lot of the cases, doesn't it? It's someone else that's serving the meal and then you feel like you need to finish it because it will maybe you feel as though you've got this underlying personal food rule that if you don't finish the plate then it's rude and actually it's questioning that food drill is it rude not to finish your plate or is it more compassionate towards yourself if you're full then why are you forcing yourself to eat more just because you don't want to seem rude is this food rule that you have in your head serving you and it's probably not what I say to people here again is if you feel the need to finish your plate every time then think about actually who is gaining from this so if you finish your plate who's going to gain from that and we used to get these messages didn't we as children finish your plate because there's people starving in the world or finish your plate because you're not wasting it but actually if you waste that food Is it going to go to someone else? Is it going to go to the people that are starving in the world? Well, the answer is no, is it? It's not going to go to the, unless it's going to go to the dog or someone else. But then if it was, then, you know, it's okay. You're not wasting it, are you? But if you eat it and by you overeating and eating it, then it's going to, be unhelpful to you because you're eating when you're not hungry or it's going to be unhelpful for you because you're overeating or it's going to be unhelpful for you because you're eating because of guilt we need to let go of that and leave it on the plate so just thinking about that more deeply for you you know where it is being more mindful about these things being more mindful about eating more compassionately So the fifth thing which I'm going to mention about over the Christmas period is making sure that you get your sleep, making sure that you get your good quality sleep. Uh, Going back to the alcohol, alcohol makes us feel sleepy, but it actually only allows us to get into that light sleep. It never lets us get into that deep restorative sleep that we need. So that's often why if you've been drinking the night before, you'll feel tired in the morning, even though you slept for hours. You might feel like you've slept all night, but actually it's only been in that light level of sleep. You've never got that deep restorative level of sleep. So making sure that, you know, you are getting enough sleep. That's another thing to kind of think about with the alcohol side of things, but making sure that you are getting the right level of sleep. And because it's the holidays, because you might not be at work, we tend to fall in these traps of maybe staying up later and getting up later. But when we're thinking about our sleep, then we're thinking about that cycle. So our sleep cycle likes to be really regular. So kind of going to bed at the same time every night, getting up at the same time every morning, because it's all based upon our hormones and our hormones are in this daily cycle. So if we start going against that, then that can often be detrimental to our quality of sleep and we'll often feel a lot tireder. And when we're dealing with a lot of stress, then that can become heightened with lack of sleep. If you're someone that is maybe an emotional eater or a binge eater, then with lack of, lack of sleep, we can more easily fall into those traps. And often, 
even with just cravings, when we are lacking in sleep, when we're tired, then we do crave more high sugar, high fat, energy dense foods that are going to try and keep us awake. So just something to think about over the Christmas period, really focusing upon yourself, not going against your body. So if your body's tired, go to bed. You don't need to sit up all night and watch that series or whatever it is just because you're not at work. Listen to your body and get that good quality of sleep and that will really help to set you up with the motivation throughout the day to continue with your healthy habits and your healthy mindset throughout the whole of the Christmas period I suppose. You've reached the end of today's episode of the Wellbeing Nutritionist podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed the content today, please follow my socials at the Wellbeing Nutritionist. And if you feel drawn to, please do leave me a review as it helps to find more listeners. So I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye.